Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of All About Sports the podcast. I am Aniket and I have with me my co-host Rishab Shobham and Mazhar. Before we dive into today's topic, I'll let you know that we've covered probably every sport under the sun. Okay, not every but we are on our way there. We recently did an episode on uh, snowboarding and baseball with our good friend Leo. So you can check that out on our channel. Of course, IGTV link is probably something you're watching it on or youtube and we also are across all possible audio platforms so topic for today let's dive in we've had a phenomenal week in terms of sports news especially football and it's more it's more content than two transfer windows combined <laughs> in terms of news so the esl was announced and kind of got disbanded as well so fun times right for football news and football fans protests being held outside english stadiums um vehement vehement takes on the esl on the leading broadcast channels by some football pundits former players um fans in fan calls team calls with owners uh, apology statements from some owners because that's how bad it got um let's be honest it was money hungry greedy um not well thought of and i'm going to let one of you guys take the lead on why that was the case because i think it's pretty well established that it was a greedy move on part of most of those involved so i can i, I, I can <laughs> now i can take the first pass I, i don't think there is any secrets to to the fact that um it was meant for big clubs to earn more money right i think at the end of the day there's been frustration for some time with the uefa with the uefa champions league for how they've distributed um essentially tv right revenues across the teams in in europe and essentially the 12 biggest teams across the three of the four major leagues <laughs> in uh, the major leagues of european football right england italy and spain were definitely just frustrated with it there is a huge difference in earnings let's just i mean we have to be honest about that the the 12 founding clubs of the european super league w- would believe that they could earn about 4 billion per season from media and marketing rights with this proposed super league the uefa as a whole both the champions league and the europa league um were projected to make somewhere between 3.4 billion and 3.6 billion euros um you know in, in the coming years with the current format so there's no question the earnings that these teams would have made from the esl was far more than anything they would have earned from the champions league and obviously like you said gui that's completely where it came from from the standpoint of anti competitive i mean you hit the nail on the head we can't really argue that there would be 12 lock spots meant to be 15 lock spots but they weren't able to convince bayern dortmund and psg just yet but they wanted to make it 15 lock spots and five rotating where they kind of haven't made it uh, clear on how those five rotating would come in just yet um there's no question it's worse for the olympiakos and gengs and um fenerbahce's and galatasaray's of the world and frankly i i will make one sentence in the sense that i understand owners wanting to make more money for their team but we needed to put a system to make sure this didn't happen because it's really really bad for the smaller teams of europe so i'm really happy it stopped it's definitely from the uh, money perspective um there's a little bit to do with there's a there's a big aspect of ownership seeing higher tv rights in other places which is what drew them to this um but i'll open it up to you all because i know this is a this is a hot one we we both we all came into this pretty heated not competing right it's a it's a it's a sport you compete in sports but you don't want to compete with all teams possible you don't want to compete on merit you want to compete on the grounds that you're popular okay great if this were a popularity contest we know who's winning so why are you having this competition you just want uh, the so called top teams when um, how many was it mazar four teams won out of the 12 on the given day that it was announced i think only four won their games no something uh, of that they so all the premier league teams drew their games after the super league was announced even united ended up drawing with leeds so it and was five teams played each other Yeah, and none of them played each other, and none of them played each other. <laughs> so it was quite a shambolic showing. I think Madrid. Juventus lost. Yeah, yeah. Juventus, Juventus lost? lost. I think uh, Madrid. Uh, Ma- yeah, Madrid drew. Uh, I think Barca won. Barca and Atletico were the only two teams to win. <laughs> uh, Inter drew. AC Milan drew or lost. I'm not sure, but even they didn't. 
basically i don't even think they picked up the three points so only atletico were the team that ended up winning their game it's 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 uh, it's like elite uh, competitors huh? elite competitors these guys but I, I, see i will say in defense of the clubs one thing in defense of the clubs yes they all sucked that week i completely admit how many of these clubs wouldn't be in the champions league it's basically england right it's essentially arsenal and tottenham i think all the other clubs would still be in the champions That's league i know they had a crappy watch yeah but i think all the other clubs would be juventus are also on the center hooks right now there's no that guarantee that they might make it because there's napoli challenging atalanta have gone above them yep. it's all to play for still in the italian league as well so there's no guarantee that juve would make it and we're talking about juventus where cristiano ronaldo plays his football so i mean i'm still i would still back them to make it but there's no guarantee there as well so You and Dortmund who they were trying to convince are not a, are not a guaranteed which makes it even more impressive that Dortmund didn't agree so krishnan which uh, now that you mentioned all of this you explain the esl format i think you missed one major team in that entire list that you said these people will miss out ajax we're talking about a four time european cup winning team not even being considered in the entire story just because they have great ethics that was pretty much the tale of the story right if you look at it ajax had a strong stand against the entire super league since the beginning the talk was there for 3 years everyone spoke about it but no one actually imagined it will translate into something concrete and well it did but ajax always apparently had taken a stand against it <laughs> Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. the way i look at this now there are two sides to this for me quite clearly one is a moral argument and one is the business argument the moral argument with the entire structure of the super league 15 teams are guaranteed five teams uh i think five teams based on your previous season performance they, they get in a, a a slot in the super league that the fact that 15 teams can never get relegated and they always ha- have a spot is against what football is for everyone football is all about relegation and making it there the reason the champions league is is such a, a prestigious league is because everyone competes in the national league to get the top 4 top 3 slots make it to the champions league and that's the whole glory of the competition so super league in that in that respect loses it now there's a business argument strictly from the from the viewpoint of 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 the owners which i don't think is wrong i think it's absolutely if i was in in, in the place of the owners i think i would have done the same thing if i'm getting a chance to make around 300 400 million I don't know the exact figure, but three hundred, four hundred million guaranteed every single season. And if you win the Super League, an additional five hundred million. Why wouldn't I do it? I would happily do it. And and also a lot of people said that they uh, they would be thrown out of the Premier League or the Champions League. I don't think any of the clubs said that they want to leave the Premier League or the Champions League. I think uh, and also there was a lot of discussion that maybe they would not really uh, feel the best eleven for the Premier League or the Champions League. See, when it comes to the Premier League, I highly doubt that any team would not do it. For example, United. We are twenty-time Premier League champions, the highest in England. I don't see a reason as to why United would feel uh, the, the reserve team or the under twenty-one team. I think winning the Premier League, winning the National League, is a matter of pride, which I think every team in the Super League would also do. But yeah, definitely the Champions League would take a backseat, and the Super League would be where they would be feeling their main, their main strong starting eleven. And and I don't see anything wrong in that because. After all I think every sport is a business and if you get an opportunity to make a shit ton of money I think it's absolutely fine why not go ahead with it I 
my only argument against this is that they are already making a shit ton of money which they would then amplify to compete against club which they are not allowing to make that shit ton of money based on merit they are saying that there is no meritorious ground on which you can come into the super league other than those five spots all right based on which you will also make that same kind of money which yeah, is my only i don't i don't i don't have to uh, like if for example the ipl uh now i'll frame this example properly now see in the ipl the popular teams so as to say you might have a kkr because it's sharukh khan owned you have a csk which is ms dhoni and um like rcb indians mumbai indians and uh, yeah rcb these four teams now these four teams decide we will play in the ipl but at the same time we'll have a competition where only the four of us will keep playing each other throughout the season and make a shit ton of money yeah in the ipl we are making money but if i have a chance to make more money why wouldn't i do it There's nothing wrong so, in that. So, Malu, one thing, one thing I want to quickly, and I, and I think this ties into the format a little bit. So, I want to just quickly give a quick debrief on what the format is for the um, for the ESL. So, super quickly, like we said, fifteen teams locked, five teams rotating. There'll be two groups of ten teams playing home and away games. So, there'll be um, home and away game. Basically, it's like a league format. The top three of each group go into the semis automatically. Four and five play a playoff for the remaining spot, and then there is a quarters and semis. two legs for the quarters and semis home and away and then a final in a neutral venue so malu i don't understand how it would at any way be feasible to have both tournaments for these teams these teams are already complaining and both tournaments you mean ucl and uh, yeah there is absolutely no way to play both tournaments they they're, they're going to have a 20 team league you'll have to play nine teams home and away with your regular league cup this season so you have to play nine other teams in your league before going into the semi so it is it it just won't be feasible to compete in both and the final i totally agree with you that yeah. if you have the super league and the champions league as midweek fixtures so basically yep. you're playing weekend that's one fixture a super league fixture and a champions league fixture that's three fixtures in a week and that's that's insane and i don't think a squad of 25 that's listed for the premier league exactly. or i think for the champions league would be able to do that for the super league but then there's high chances that they would just field a shitty team for the champions league and i think that was the idea behind it that to field your best 11 or your, or, or travel with the best squad for the super league and champions league gets a back seat and see i just feel like when obviously if if you're competing for a trophy you always field your best 11 that is the moral way to go about things but when there's so much money on the line obviously they wouldn't care about the champions league i think the whole idea of this was to sabotage the champions league and tell tell uefa and, and champions league fuck you Uh, we aren't going to be governed by you. We will take our money and we'll do whatever we want to do with it because we have a brand and we are super powerful. I think that was the idea. It was so. So it was so. The Champions League was never going to exist, and that's why all these uh, directors of these football clubs left the organization. Right? They all backed out of the European Football Association at the end of the day. But Shobham, the main thing, like you said, is that the Premier League will not take a back seat. it's a prestigious tournament i'm not going to deny that and it wouldn't take a back seat potentially as well but that's not the that's not the entire concept or what's wrong with the super league what what's entirely wrong with the super league apart from the promotion relegation was that this money was meant for ill doing what i mean by ill doing is they just wanted the the owners wanted it for themselves they were were not going to reinvest that money and that's where my that's problem is that's not mentioned anyway right it's not no, mentioned I, I, but there's no, enough I, proof of it there's so enough but, but, proof of that must i will push back a little bit on that because in the structure of the esl itself um there is a certain amount that is given specifically for infrastructure development and i'm trying to look at the exact amount that yes krishnan provide. but there are easy ways and we all know this for people to cook their books they so all do it they make fake right. they make fake bills and they've done it time and again and i'm telling you this you, from personal saying, experience saying, because i've seen all of this shubham i'm talking from the glazers point of view as well if you look at manchester united they've not invested a penny back into revamping of the stadium they've not invested at all around the stadium to improve stuff we have dead grass gro- uh, over there around the stadium it's wild grass growing You, you're talking about the biggest football club in the world, and they don't have a sort of museum structure or anything around to give you that sort of entry to say that wow, you know, I'm walking into the theater of dreams. Yeah, so I want to ask you one question. I want to ask you one question. Zero part two. If the owners, uh, see, I totally agree with you that uh, what the owners might show that okay, uh, on paper that this is the amount of money will be reinvested in infrastructure, or that can just be like. Um, 
like basically a load of shit they might take all the money for themselves and rightfully so i think 90% of them might be doing it also because that's the way everyone the world works and that's the way everyone is money hungry but what i want to ask you is if the owners would say and they would actually do it we'll be part of the super league we'll make 300 odd million every single year and out of that money that we make certain percentage of it would be reinvested back in the club for development of the cl- club the youth system whatever would you be fine with it then and would you be like okay pro see I'm, i'm i'm never going to be pro super league period because at the end of the day for me competition matters the most for us growing up seeing that pyramid system because that's how football was set up is what you want let's not forget the premier league was a breakaway league themselves from the english football system people there was a lot of backlash around that but the difference was they managed to come to a good you like conclusion with and an agreement with the fa and that's why it succeeded and it's become a it's become a blueprint for football leagues around the world that's why football has developed in all of the smaller nations as well because of the pyramid system you destroy the pyramid system you create a super league you basically literally bring that entire franchise system in this is what they wanted to create so this had to be nipped in the bud i'm i agree from a business standpoint and the moral standpoint but i can never ever say that i am for the super league even as a business owner at the end of the day fine obviously i would want my employees to be happy i would want my shareholders to be happy the fact that you don't take a call with your shareholders or have a discussion around it fine you are the board you make the decisions at the end of the day but you run surveys before that you you run questionnaires before that you do so much of back end work you work with consultants before you come to a decision i'm talking about purely from a business point of view which because you said every sports club is also a business right it would never work like this it was disgraceful i'm not even talking from like a sports perspective now i'm talking about business owners this is not how any business functions i'm sorry to say greed is one thing and they completely showed their true colors here all of these my, owners i mazar mazar mentioned yeah. mazar mentioned how you know that we've grown up watching the pyramid system one of the most beautiful seasons of english football i watched is when sonzi came up and they managed to stay there meetu scoring 10 plus it what is the, that is when you actually understood how good the premier league is because i i was watching swansea compete out Leicester, of nowhere louis lester i think lester's lester, the lester, epitome yeah, of it right lester. we're talking about a team which came and, up from literally the league the fourth division just got Bournemouth, promoted got promoted survived relegation no but lester survived they just yeah, and survived they, they relegation won. and then the next season they won the damn league so, how will you ever get this shubham this is really what i have a very i have a very different viewpoint on this so i'll explain my viewpoint and i think krishnan has something to say so just give me 2 minutes to explain my viewpoint then you jump in we got it if for example the 20 teams were playing in the uh, super league if they hypothetically and which was largely discussed they break away from the champions league so these clubs are not allowed to participate in the champions league anymore and they only participate in the super league so now in england now the general clubs who generally qualify you have liverpool in, in the last few years you have liverpool you have city you have chelsea and then after that it will be a united or a tottenham or something so for for argument sake take united so united chelsea city liverpool now these four clubs and tottenham and chelsea and arsenal are not allowed to participate in the ucl so they are only in the super league so it gives an opportunity to a lot of teams who have never played in the champions league to play in the champions league now having said that now these teams play in the champions league so obviously for them there's an additional source of revenue which would have never happened now as much as i also love a leicester story or a swansea story those are stories that happens happen like once in a blue moon but now every season consistently you're getting clubs to play in the champions league who would have never played in the champions league on a consistent basis and similarly that trickles down to the europa league and now to the euros uh, conference league or whatever these guys are setting up now as these clubs get more money The, because they have more money then that trickles down in the pyramid system when it comes to transfers they can pay pay the lower league clubs more money to buy their players so i think everyone would benefit no so so mano so mano i i, 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 I want to quickly just jump in on this point because i i i've heard this trickle down argument a few times and here's the issue malu take a take a game in the uefa champions league arsenal versus olympiakos 
who is the money generator in that situation? It's Arsenal. There's no question about it, right? When you take out Arsenal, Bayern Munich, Tottenham, Manchester City, Liverpool from the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Champions League is essentially worth nothing. It's not valuable that the teams from five to eight are going in. I know you're arguing that they'll be in this new tournament. The monetary value of the UEFA Champions League drops to a massive level. So them being in this additional tournament is not this huge gain that you're portraying it to seem. And let's not forget, Malu, in the last three seasons, let's look at the Premier League table this year, right? In the Premier League table this year, there is Leicester City in, in third and there's West Ham in, um, in fifth, three points behind Chelsea. There is, there is a lot of shape-shifting in the Premier League. Premier League is one of these special years. Last year was, sorry, last year was the normal, the normal top four. But there is a lot of shape-shifting in the sense that we are seeing each year there's a potential for at least potentially one club to maybe come in, right? Like a Leicester City came in in 2016. Last year, there was, this year there'll be an opportunity for a Leicester, potentially a West Ham. It may not happen in the end. So when you say that these guys will get this new opportunity, it's not the same opportunity. It's a very, 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 very diminished opportunity. It's not the same thing. And Malu, let's talk. So I can even potentially give into your argument that, sure, maybe football might grow in the three big leagues that have joined this. Because, yeah, maybe more teams start. There's a hypothetical that, like, Arsenal has more revenue that will, you know, somehow stream down to, like, the other teams in England. What about the other countries, man? This is objectively worse for countries, for football teams in smaller countries that aren't in these major leagues, right? I'm talking about the teams like Ajax, like a, like a Dutch league. I'm talking about the Turkish league. I'm talking about the Greek leagues. This is objectively worse for them because their biggest opportunity is to come into the Champions League and play against the big names of Europe in the three major leagues. And it. so my whole issue with it is just that the distribution of football is now going to be consolidated to these three major clubs as compared three major leagues as comp and probably just a subset within those leagues as compared to the distribution um, across Europe. And I don't think this argument you're making of like more teams will get into the UCL means anything because it's a valueless tournament once you take out the 12 big, the 12 maybe 15 big guys. It's essentially valueless. It's they they generate their money from this. Broadcast channels are going to shift. You, they are going to essentially devote fewer funds to no, a Champions that, League. That, that argument is hundred percent valid. That say, for example, I don't know exactly how much the Champions League makes uh, every year, but say if, if participating in the Champions League means you get a kitty of another thirty million pounds or thirty million dollars. Again, like those numbers, I don't know. Just for example's sake, maybe if these teams move out, the kitty might come down to like seven million, eight million, maybe five million, maybe ten million. Maybe it will diminish that much. And I highly anticipate it would happen. But still, that much money, like an additional 10 million, would be a lot more for a club like Leeds, which has never participated for the last God knows how many years, for a club like West Ham, which has never participated. And now, if you remove the top six from England, you have four teams for the Champions <clears throat> League, two teams for Europa League, and one team for the uh, Conference Cup, which is about to start, which would have never, ever happened. So some additional money is better than no money at all. And then to... If you really outperform and you do brilliantly well, like for example, Leicester City, then you get a chance to play in the ESL, in the Euro, Europe, Europe Super League. And that's when you make big money also. Why do, because why there are five slots available, right? There are five slots available. See, that's where why you, do you are have to splendidly outperform. They're already outperforming half of them. That's the point. They're already outperforming half of them. And there is a spot for them in the Premier European competition, which... Which somehow, because I am more popular than the other clubs, I say is not that anymore. It's this one where I play. Yeah, I am going to a different competition, which is now magically the premier competition in Europe because, well, we are more popular. Doesn't make sense, right? Shubham, you don't have merit, exactly. merit on you. So, Shubham, you exactly what Gui said. What happens is, let's take this season only. I think this season is the perfect example. West Ham City are fourth ahead of Chelsea and Liverpool right now. Chelsea, Liverpool will already have permanent slots in the Super League. And there's only maybe going to be one slot available for the English team there. Let's just say that. One slot's available. That will go to Leicester. Even though West Ham finished in fourth, they don't get a spot in the Super League. Though, and don't you see there's something wrong there? They strive to manage to finish ahead of Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal. Three teams that are occupying, and Spurs, four teams that are occupying spots in the Super League, 
it's just criminal right don't you see, no, you see that that comes on that to defining about? that comes on to defining what it means to outperform so for a lester to finish in the top 4 or top 6 might not be outperforming because sort of you expected lester to challenge but for a west ham to finish in the top 4 can be considered as outperforming because you ne- you never expect them to so, so, so that comes on to how do you define it as to so, what is considered as an outperforming season no i'll tell you i'll define outperforming for you in this scenario if you are saying you are six biggest clubs in england you have to finish top six every time every exactly. time exactly and any any time you are not in the top six you no. do not top The six and biggest clubs in England have not been considered for the Super League based on the league position. They've been considered based on the brand value. Correct. If sport were about brand value, then this league is fine, but it's not. So the value... idea of the league is only brand value, na? That is what no. I'm getting at. No, and that's what we find the idea troubling. Of the league has never what... been about league position. No, no, no. no but about what you bring to the table and how much you can generate for us. Right. It and Malu, what's troubling about it is when a team like a Leicester City, right, wins the league or qualifies for third and fourth, right, there should be a monetary, there should be a huge monetary benefit to them doing that. And what's happening right now is, if they, if Leicester City wins the league, right, if they win the league, say. the biggest financial gainer the next year with the european super cup might still be an arsenal who finishes 11th they might still be the team to earn way more than all the teams performing and i'm understanding i understand the, the the basis is brand value but that is problematic because we are creating a system in which essentially the wealthy teams are entering a a privileged club and shutting the door behind them fundamentally how do teams evolve if you want to create more teams if you want to create more teams that become greater and get more attention become bigger in size you have to give them the opportunity to grow right the reason arsenal's been able to grow over so many years and united's been able to grow is because they've had continued success right it hasn't been just based of like when in 1930s when united formed everyone's like i really like red let's let's join them it's because they've had continued success and continued success tied to monetary gain which allowed them to spend more in the transfer market build better facilities bring in better players what this system is essentially saying is at this point let's stop it now at this point we don't want any more growth of a club to be based on to be based on success let's cut that off here and let's make it purely based on what it's been historically so you're not giving a leicester city an rb leipzig a a werder bremen a chance to say man we found a way to be successful we now deserve to be paid in a way that we can grow to be a manchester city or a manchester united why not why not give those teams that opportunity because the only reason arsenal or tottenham or chelsea or bayern munich or real madrid have grown to be what they are is because they've had had success over time and been able to build that up but i tell you what i see your argument that you make that perhaps the other teams their growth would be stunted or it would be controlled based on what the other 14 or 15 clubs in the super league are doing i i have a different like i kind of disagree with it only in terms of money Now the reason I disagree is, say you you guys support Arsenal, okay? You and Gui all support Arsenal. You all are in the Super League, and now you guys are both interested in a player at Leicester. Similarly, like you guys, Mazer and I support United. There'll be City. There'll be Real Madrid. Now there are three, four Super League clubs interested in a player at Leicester. It will lead to a bidding war. Transfers. I think it would become very common to see hundred million plus transfers happening in the transfer market, and that would mean Leicester as a club. Could sell their players for like hundred, one fifty million. Malu, Malu, so much more money which would wouldn't have happened. Before. Malu, the fundamental greatest sustainable growth of a club comes from TV and TV and media rights, fundamentally. And the best way to do it, Emily, they are making money. No, 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 no. Yeah, they are they are making money. But my point is, the fundamental growth of a club is through TV and media rights. So the best way to grow your club is to play against the best teams, bring spotlight to your team, bring more eyeballs. and then get them to play and then get additional tv and media rights so an olympiakos or fenerbahce playing arsenal you start to see fenerbahce you start to see ooh i i recognize this player i recognize robin van persie i start watching them transfer market is an unsustainable way to grow your club yeah you might have the one you might have like a riyad mahrez once that's not a way to sustainably grow your club the best way fundamentally 80 to 90% of revenue generation from clubs is tv and media rights and the best way to get tv and media rights is to play in the biggest tournaments against the biggest names and that's the best way to grow your team sustainably transfer market is not a sustainable way to grow yeah you might have the one of gareth bales leaving southampton and yeah you might have the one of players from leon coming through that is not sustainable growth that will not last you very long 
the best way for sustainable growth is tv media rights and the best way to do that is to play the best clubs which is what the uh, champions league does when you lose so that, a player worth 100 million your the idea behind that 100 million is to spend it on buying three players who can cover for him it's not going to be let me invest in my academy and have four other players come up it's not going to be let me have better seats for fans let me have better facilities at the stadium none of that is you can't think of transfer revenue as a way to uh fund your club now ex- why i'm saying that is because uh, jaden sancho manchester city export right he was at watford as a youth player what it my point being that if transfers were the only way to generate money watford hasn't made any money from sancho you're talking about a 100 million player right or and so my point is that you're not That's going to make That's a different kind of transfer you're talking about Gui. I'm no, talking about like a No, you're talking about 100 million plus transfer so am I and my why I'm saying it is because no, you're talking about a 100 million plus transfer after like you after moving on to three different clubs and actually becoming a world class player at Watford he must have been in the youth academy city must have poached him so that's a very different scenario right So Malu you are you are my point being that Watford he was a Watford youth player right Watford made no money from him correct he found himself at city city made some money and dortmund is set to make the most money from him correct Malo, where is the money where is the money for the smallest team Malo, in the pyramid so what's disappointing about see what's frustrating is two things you're assuming two things one you're assuming that because the bigger clubs their revenue increases a huge that their, their their amounts increase a much they they're willing to spend a lot more on the transfer market which is not necessarily true because we also see, know that I tell, I tell you why that will happen see f- firstly i agree with you guys that transfer market is not a sustainable business model yep. and i'm not saying that that is the way how other clubs are going to sustain themselves that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that's one of the ways and the reason i believe it will increase is because after the premier league sold their rights uh, rights previously for a record high you see how how the transfer market has been inflated previously did we ever hear of players going for like 200 million 150 million 100 million and especially especially to english clubs it's because there's that much more money available he, but malum here's the frustrating thing about your model your model two things so one sure maybe the transfer market goes up a little bit but again i think you would agree it's not a sustainable version because not all small clubs will have talent that are worth that much most transfers are still worth like 10 to 15 million so it's not it's not going to i don't think that it's a sustainable way to grow one second thing is malum your entire system is building out a dortmund model your entire system says if you are really successful and you do really well in the in the league the best outcome for you is that you can sell your players and make a bit of money you will never be able to sustainably keep those players well we're saying if you are really successful and leicester city finds a way to win the premier league give them the monetary benefit to like maybe keep some of those players your whole argument is like the best thing that can happen to a successful team is that they lose all their players and make a bit of money and go back that's to that's a fact right that happens anyway let's just they're trying to make it change and the best way to make it change is to keep giving them attention right the reason why leicester city can spend more now than they can in 2016 the reason they can now potentially keep a casper schmeichel they could potentially keep a jamie vardy but they lost they, the, they lost uh, 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 mares they lost maguire and they lost i think kante was also in, in leicester when they won yeah yeah they lost no, no they, they lost the three did. main players who they helped did. them in the they did but some right they did but i'm saying other teams might be able to keep people like give them the chance to keep them there's some teams that might and, still be able and to also people. they sold like, maguire for 80 mares i think for 50 60 and kante also for around 50 million that's only because of the tv money that was involved and city and chelsea and united had that sort of money otherwise these players wouldn't have sold for more than like 30 million back in the day yeah but that doesn't matter super league Shubham, that's this the money difference. would inflate to 100 million but that's the difference yeah. leicester would have probably won the league again you never know because those players would have never left then because if then these big clubs wouldn't have been able to afford them you could have seen leicester becoming uh, champions again you are adding you are adding to leicester's brand these value because would have still left the club no who if no one can because pay everyone would want to play for a united but everyone would want to play for a city no one if you can pay not if you can pay not if you can pay city city doesn't have some great history why do people go to city city is not it's like an iconic club from the past people for go the to city because they can pay because they have better chances of winning trophies exactly so give other teams the opportunity to make more money and the best way for them to give an opportunity to make more money is to start to not develop and there. grow not like you are you are you're yeah, telling me you're, so one minute chuba well, if if it's about making giving all the clubs equal opportunity to make the same amount of money then uh, the way distribution and broadcasting rights is done in spain and i even think in italy it's not fair 
because real madrid and barcelona they get to dictate their own terms in the premier league it's very fair it's it's evenly spread out i believe um, but in other leagues that's not the case no no malu we understand so so, so, so so malu there can be a distribution in difference in broadcasting rights based on how much you're you're, you're bringing into stadiums i understand that but what it shouldn't be is when a when your performance when a leicester city can win the premier league and there is no tournament when the tournament that exists to benefit the players who are the most successful in the league is now paying out less than this random other tournament again like my point being if leicester city wins the premier league arsenal will automatically qualify for the super league they take one of the five slots what happens to the team which we don't nobody even knows how these five slots work if you're not going to give the champions league the benefit of like of of saying that you know that there's a potential for them to like make a bunch of money you can't why do you think they those five slots will be given to one more premier league team there is no evidence of how they're going to fill those five slots malu there's absolutely no, no evidence fair enough there's no evidence but there's i'm no just evidence. assuming if you outperform you get a slot so. but what is the definition for outperform malu what is your definition exactly. for outperform? so that is so, exactly so, the point i brought up right i don't know the definition right so you can't give to me but to be fair you know you can't give the european super league like i'll i'll agree with you know maybe if you don't if you want to give take the side of the owner right and say like hey maybe they're not going to like be screwed up and completely waste the super league money we also have to be fair and say like this is a complete hypothetical right like maybe we can say like yeah maybe they would pick like a random like olympiakos or something to come into the super league but fundamentally based on the structure of it it wasn't built for the growth of football globally it it just wasn't it it just wasn't i understand it a lot of teams are in debt they're trying to make a quick a quick buck i understand it that's completely understandable but the assumption that they're somehow going to bring in small teams is is completely hypothetical and i don't have any faith in it because they fundamentally limited the number of teams that can be brought in because they've restricted it to literally five teams as compared to the Euro, the the UCL which allows so many more teams based on performance so it is it is just unfortunate see see malu i understand like see current scenario the truth is a manchester city an arsenal a united bring in more seats than any other club i i completely manchester understand manchester city no manchester yeah yeah please oh, no, don't no, go maybe there. not maybe not maybe not but but how does that how does that change that changes by allowing more people to get investors how does that change by giving them more eyeballs and the best way to allow them to get more eyeballs is by being successful what these teams are essentially doing is hey man we're in this really good spot let's close close the door behind us so now when people see it it's all us and more money just comes into us than to the other teams and those teams deserve an opportunity to have sustainable growth through investment when they're successful when they're successful and fundamentally it's frust- like how does a manchester city happen man a manchester city happens by really what you touched upon a great point where you spoke about um, how these like the big clubs are basically the clubs that help bring in the major chunk of the broadcasting money so in the champions league if these clubs stick around in the champions league the champions league becomes this glorified competition making a lot of money and distributing this money because of the big clubs now maybe somewhere like i don't know how the money is distributed and i don't think it's distributed equally so for the owners of the champions league also for the uh, owners of these big clubs it is an issue right if my club is helping you generate this much money and you don't give me this sort of money it's not fair i'm just well, talking strictly from a business point of view no and here's why it is fair so i'm i want to quickly so super quickly i'm sorry to hold the mic i just want to quickly talk about how the the money works in 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 you know uefa and then i'll shut up uh, totally they make about like 3.2 around like 3.5 is approximately how much they make in commercial revenues and it's distributed into a few different pots so there's a starting fee pot which like each of the 32 teams make there's a performance based pot so uh paid like if you win in the group stage you get 2.7 million euros if you win for a draw in the group stage you get 900 uh, 900000 euros you get 9.5 million euros for progression to the to round of 16 so they're different performance based awards and there's a coefficient then there's a coefficient pot which is divided amongst teams that's based on their ranking in like a 32 uh, you know uh, in like uefa's coefficient of like club success and then malu there already exists a tv market based pool worth 292 million which is based on the value of each team or club's tv the club or league's tv yeah. market so it already does exist now admittedly it isn't as skewed as like as like the the groups would like it but malu it it is fair in a sense they were just born into this huge pool right they like it's not like the glazers have formed what united is today they've not formed this it's not like they've just come into the, they've come into it 
and they should be slightly responsible for the growth of other teams as well it's not just like it's not that united success is owed to the people who've owned it in the last 10 years neither is arsenal's neither is city neither is cities maybe um, <laughs> definitely cities is definitely but they're essentially buying into it right it's not like and and so that's how that's how the fundamental basis of sport should be of course there's a difference in how people in 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 fans for like how many fans you have per club of course there's a difference but we should be trying to grow football to get more fans to different clubs rather than saying we have the most fans we should make the most money we should keep growing our fans doesn't matter if your fans grow sure there can is- be a little bit of a distribution difference but not not to the extent that it destroys the other it doesn't help grow the fan base of other teams but that but is what like, not to be sure, not sure. in a not in a banterous way okay but Spurs is probably twelfth in those twelve teams in terms of brand value. All right. My point being, when did that brand value arise? If you're talking about it's been around since the 1900s, the answer is no. All right. It's happened in the recent years when you saw Pochettino pick that team up with good players, and and that happened naturally, right? In the progression of what the league has been, what the FA Cup has, what the domestic leagues leagues have been, and when when the first like the, when they made it to the champions league it, it was a massive event for them right and you saw that happen you saw a club which was not historically part of the premier competition try and battle it out each year for that spot and then you realize then people started you know following that club i have been to a screening where there are more spurs fan i mean this is specifically a spurs fan screening but there are there are fans because you watched them in the last 4 or 5 years organically grow to be a competitive side now what you're saying is um what krishnan said sorry that the, these teams want to shut the door behind them so the only time this would have been fair is if at the start of organized football someone said that you know come 2021 april they are going to announce a league where the top 12 brand value teams are going to form a separate league and earn the most money not announced what is the cut off date for assessing this brand value or this popularity or who's generating the most money you like so so leicester city basically stops accumulating that brand value right if you don't give them that chance if you say that well this is not the premier competition anymore what's the point so okay so fewer people watch that fewer people see fewer people have that you know uh, aura about uh, leicester city okay this team made it from nothing to the champions league con- consistently that's the point which i think krishna and mazhar have tried to make in terms of accumulating brand value over time you have the to order automatically the... increase if leicester city make it to the super league it will be a big aura it will be like wow do no, this team made it no, to the super league but no. there's malu there's absolutely no the evidence they make it they make it to the super league and, see malu see malu is not making bad arguments guys guys no, i no, think i think i think to summarize this basically <laughs> shubham is of the belief that the te- the team that manages to and shubham correct me if i'm wrong but basically the let's say in this coming season suppose if leicester won the league uh sevilla won the league in spain and in italy napoli won the league you are saying these three teams would get the spots right all right i am saying these teams based on what the definition of outperform is which i don't know if it was better described if they fit in that category of yes they have outperformed then they fit that's in where i think that's where i think there's a major major uh, discrepancy in your thought because it will be they will still pick those teams as long as they manage to succeed obviously manage to finish in the top four a west ham would be picked then because west ham has a huge fan following west ham has lots of season ticket holders west ham generates a lot of revenue because they are a london based club they would get the spot over leicester even if west ham would have potentially finished second and leicester would have won the league that's where the entire system fails and i i can guarantee you it would have been the case like this because this is all they cared about brand value like you said and don't you just see how scary that system is then because it even is, if leicester finished higher no it but malu like even this. yours is not factual to be fair even yours is not factual you have no i, I am saying, saying i am yeah. saying i don't so, know so what the definition so, you're, so, so malu I'm you're just saying thing. i'm defining the outperforming thing i'm if you because when i'm when we are saying if leicester finish first they would get the spot but then you're saying no they wouldn't so then i'm i'm putting in the, the brand that. value I'm aspect I'm so then, maybe no but you already debated it right the so, point so, so, so malu 
the point was you said if Leicester wins the league and West Ham finishes second, you uh you are saying Leicester will get that spot. Fine. No, will... I am saying in that situation West Ham deserves the spot. I said that exactly. So that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say, right? That comes down to brand value. It's not going to come down to the fact that West Ham. No, but I I honestly think I honestly think West Ham have overachieved and they've done much better than Leicester. How? No, based that's on West Ham's history. Based on West Ham's history, for West Ham to finish second, I think is a far no, bigger achievement than for Leicester. No to chance. First. Leicester have only done well in two seasons over their entire uh, Wait, history. Malu, West Ham has a... been a much better club over their also, history. Also, also, Malu, that is such a messy. That is such a messy way to think about performance. Then you can argue that, bro, it's probably more Sheffield impressive United that Bournemouth should be playing. Yeah, that Bournemouth avoided yeah. relegation than Arsenal. Then Arsenal is in tenth place. I mean, that, that's so, such so, a messy that's argument. Why feel, that's why I feel when we when we're discussing about the remaining five slots and based on performance. I might be completely wrong in what I'm saying because I don't know the definition. So all of this, we are just assuming things and to to right, right. like so Malu, the argument we are supporting ourselves with with, with right, right. So Malu, so you could be. So you're the only situation in which you think this is better for global football and the growth of small teams is if your hypothetical comes true, which we don't know if it will. Neither may, our hypothetical may not come true, but the fundamental truth is, at best, there are five slots to play with, whereas in the Champions League there are twenty-two. that is the fundamental difference that it comes down to at best malu at best your hypothetical comes true and there's an opportunity for five teams in europe right five teams in our situ- in the europa in the europa Cham- in the champions league that exists today there are 22 teams um, not amongst these big because all 12 won't qualify i'd say about 10 qualify there are about 22 teams that can get their additional boost In your situation, there are five teams that hypothetically, best case scenario, they based on performance, but it might not be the case because a lot of this is based on brand value. Again, it's all hypothetical, but in only in your hypothetical best case is it potentially better for five teams. Five. You see teams. what you said. I agree based on whatever I am thinking hypothetically, which might be totally wrong or correct. Those five teams will definitely benefit. But like I said previously, and linking back to our previous argument. If these teams are chucked out of the Champions League, it opens doors for a lot of other teams who would benefit. Even with limited TV revenue, they would benefit because they are seeing money that they would have potentially never seen. So I, I like see now. This is my take. I, I think. I think we are all. We we will all have to agree to disagree so that we can move on. So <laughs> yeah, just thing, one one thing. Guys. Sorry, Gui. Just one line. I have to say. Shubham, the only thing, and guys, I'm sure even Shubham, you agree with this. The ESL was. monopolizing football and ex- absolutely destroying the entire democracy and competition factor that exists and that makes football a beautiful game and i'm sure you agree with that forget the owners that they don't understand no shit about football left. exactly yeah. they don't that, understand that's, that's shit about football they don't understand sentiments they don't give a shit about them either and they proved it so it's disgraceful and that's, that's all i'm going to say i can i yeah, can like i, I said as as a fan who vehemently uh, hate okay let's not use the word who vehemently dislikes what happened in games against barcelona for arsenal the first time we beat arsenal in the european super league oh my 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 that's this fun the second time you do it if we happen to do it again all hypothetical okay it's not going to be as fun it's not you do i trust me you do it once in the champions league is going to be a much bigger event you do it four times in the esl the charm is going to wear off um, it's, all about, yeah. it's <laughs> all about the money yeah it's all about the money it is it is it is that's a fact <laughs> just one thought i have and i want to put it out for you guys and also for our viewers and listeners the super league is not taking place as expected it's it's i don't know if it's suspended demolished or whatever the situation it's not happening as of now but if these clubs okay the way the super league was communicated no relegation all of the jazz that's not the way football is and and like i said in the beginning morally this is wrong but still keeping business in mind if these clubs now decide within themselves every year they're going to play friendly matches which they will themselves broadcast and sell the broadcasting rights to xyz uh, uh, broadcaster and the ticket sales and stuff like that who can stop them they can still make the sort of money they want to and this will still happen and this will still give them a financial edge and everything over other clubs so yeah just a thought it's like pre season they do it in the pre season yeah they like do. the international champions cup that happens but now this starts happening throughout the season 
when these big clubs are are playing. Haven't so, you guys? Like, what what is the restriction that FIFA puts as... on them or the UEFA puts on them? No, no. By the way, Malu, it's not. They are not going to play in the UCL. That that's confirmed. They wouldn't play in the UCL in the Super League situation. That's a confirmed thing. They're not playing in both. A hundred percent. So if they don't, if they if they agree to still play in the UEFA Champions League and they're just playing these friendlies on the side, I have no issue with it. But if they stop playing, if they if this is a breakaway like the Super League is, that's where the problem starts to arise. If they just want to play these friendlies on the side, which believe me, they're not going to agree to, because Gundogan is already complaining about the the four extra games they have in the in the Champions League. But sure, if they did this, don't break away from the Champions League just as an additional way to earn a bit more on the side. No problem with that. They want to play a few more games on the weekend. They want to invite Barcelona to come and play at um, at Tottenham. No issues. Yeah, if they want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, Shubham, that you brought this up, and Gui, you brought this up, this international cup or whatever. I feel like that was also a sort of uh, prep for the Super League. They were trying to see if it works. Why do you think Spurs were playing against Real Madrid in every preseason? Uh, that was there. Why do you think Inter was there? I think the owners were already trying like this sort of prototype system before launching it to see what type of uh, viewership it uh, garners. And they were playing where? Across. LA, Atlanta, New York. So that they was played, the entire they played system. In the Southeast Asian nations as well. So exactly, exactly. So. You're to- they were trying. They were just testing out markets and trying to see what type of money they can generate through these friendlies. Because I'm sure those ticket prices would have been through the roof. Absurd. There's no doubt about it. So I think it was already in motion through that, and that was their test. So I think since we uh, more or less agreed that uh, we prefer the current Champions League format, more or less, more or less being the keyword. All right. We have a quick quiz on the Champions League. Uh, Malu, Mazar, Krishnan, gear up. All right. <laughs> Most should we, should we just give Mazar the win now itself? Should we just hand it? Football. 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 Anyone wants to take a guess as to how many is more than welcome? So I said Raul, and I think he must have had around Ronaldo is hundred plus right now, right? Uh, yeah, Ronaldo is close to one thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, maybe around. Uh, I know, I know Ronaldo's exact goals. I don't. One thirty-seven. One thirty-seven. Sixty-five, seventy. It's one thirty-four, I think. Oh, Malu, pick sixty-five or seventy. Sixty-five. <laughs> Okay, Krishnan. Uh, this is wrong, but I'm forgetting. Uh, George Best, fifty-four. <laughs> gone back in okay. time and power. Krishnan? It's wrong. Uh, it's sorry. wrong. Mazar? No, Champions League wasn't in there. I think back. Raul. No, okay, uh, it's it's uh, it's Raul, seventy-one. I think it was. Okay, Mazar, bang on. <laughs> Raul, seventy-one. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I should Malu get one point one. here. I should, yeah, get, yeah, Malu, I should get one point. Yeah, Malu, I should get one point. Malu, one. Definitely. Yeah. Malu, one. Uh, George Mazar Best. Two. Krishna, man, you. I think you do this <laughs> intentionally sometimes. This I, is I like a polar answer. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, something slightly surprising for you guys. Which team has the most minutes without conceding a goal in the Champions League? It's surprising. The answer is surprising. You won't give a you... hint of the country at least. Yeah. <laughs> The country with most teams in the European Super League would have been sorry. Yeah, if you think if you're pretty confident, go last. That's all. No, I'm, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's I say okay. because they did this in the Premier League, so I'm, I'm assuming they did pretty well in the Champions League. Chelsea, but um, it's about okay. it. Okay, Arsenal. It's Leicester. Oh, fucking way. Are you serious? Is it Leicester? It yeah. can't be Leicester. You, you guys have you guys have made your final picks. Yeah. 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 Malu, that's one point for you. Arsenal Get the nine... fuck out of here, Arsenal! I thought, I thought maybe because of the invincible yeah, season. Who just wanted be... Arsenal to be praised, so he just put this in. Such an asshole, man. Nine ninety-five minutes. Nine ninety-five. So which season? Which season? 05-06. So they conceded one goal in the eighty. No, in the seventieth minute odd of the first group stage game, and then they went on to concede the next goal as the winning goal for Barca in the final. 
and they got knocked that out. Wow. No, knocked out or the runners final, final. This is the 2006 yeah. release the final. Wow, that was a really good season. Yeah. Okay. Even oh, even I think Kolo Toure was center back. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question is got to do with appearances. All right. There have been some fabulous players who been around for very long. Sedorf, Maldini, Ronaldo even. Who has the most UCL appearances? I know this one also. Let's go, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, Carlos Puyol. I love how he said Carlos. <laughs> I would Malu? go with Buffon. That's a really good, good it, is, it, it is a, a keeper. keeper. It is a keeper. But it's Santi Kerr. It's Santi Kerr. I'll tell you how many appearances for this also. 174 or 177. 174. Casillas. The name is right. The appearances is this close. 177 is 8. Ah, shit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Ronaldo, what is how many appearances? I'm not sure I know. But Ronaldo's on 176. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 177. Yeah. Ah, damn. Ah, I, I, was, I, I was confused between the two. <laughs> Ronaldo question because, well, this guy deserves like at least two or three mentions in the Champions League quiz, right? How many hat tricks has he scored? Like he scored a lot of hat tricks, all right? It's how many? What is the maximum number he scored in one season? If you can name the season, it's a bonus point. I'll say I can't be more than three, but that seems super high in 2014-15. I would say two, and uh, the season is the is the time when he scored against Wolfsburg the hat trick. It's that that season. Uh, when was that season? That was uh, uh, Mourinho's, I think, second year in charge or third year. When did Mourinho fucking join Real Madrid, man? Uh, Fergie retired in 2013. What was the if, team, Malo, you said? What was the team he scored a hat-trick against? Wolfsburg, he scored a hat-trick. I think it's that only season when he scored another one. Uh, uh, fucking against Bayern, he scored a hat-trick. Uh, that's 20, 2015. That's 2016-17. No, you get my, minus points. You're helping him out here. No, I'm but he said the year, yeah. I'm just telling you which year it is. He said the year. I'm just telling you which year. Aray, but I'm this is the, the answer. It's part of the answer and you're giving him the year. <laughs> the hat-tricks are two. The hat-tricks are two for sure. Now, the team is, I think, Bayern and Atletico or Bayern and Wolfsburg. But it it is two hat-tricks for sure. I, that's what I think. Mother? I forfeit this question, man. I forfeit Ma- this Krishnan question. Gets, Krishnan gets the point. It's three. Okay, but nine, none of you got the season. So... Krishnan gets the point for that one. It's three Champions League hat-tricks in the 15-16 season. It's against Malmo, Wolfsburg, and Shakhtar Donetsk. But I said 2014-15, right? I said 2014-15. You said 14-15. Yeah, I know Malu wants the points for mentioning the team. Okay, so so for your final question, all right, I think Malu can pull one on Mazar here because I'm going to make it a two-point question. Okay, Paolo Maldini, great, great UCL heritage. All right. How many titles and how old was he when he won his last one? I'll say three and thirty-seven because I'm the one who'll know the least for sure. <laughs> but three and thirty-seven. I think uh, he must have won uh, Milan. I think the history they won seven. Nah? Milan has won seven. Milan has won seven. So if Milan has won seven and Maldini played like donkey years for Milan, I think Ravati's won two. And if he's won two, what age? I think he must have been around 32. 3 and 37, 2 and 32. Dude, he's won five Champions League titles. Uh, Go for it. And, and, yep. so, and Milan won the last one in 06, 07. So I'm assuming he was 39 or 40. Two he points was... to Mazza. There is no question about this. He was 39 years old when he won his fifth Champions League title in... He's won five. Oh, six, oh, seven. Yeah, he's won. Whenever Vinal won, he won. In the modern era, he won all. Damn. Oh, man. Five Champions League. That's crazy. He retired at the age of 41. He has been an outlaw. I remember he retired. I never knew there's someone who's matched Ronaldo. I thought Ronaldo was the highest at five. I never knew there's Maldini also at five. I think there is another player who has six, but that includes like the European Championship. So, we are ending this quiz with Mazar on 5 points, Rishabh on 1 point, Malo with 2 points. Alright, very expected result. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, If I were on the other end, I know I would finish with like 1 or 2 points at best. But 
thank you so this much is for lies, huh? this is lies these are lies gui these are lies Oh my gosh! Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode where we were largely at conflict with even each other. To everyone who was watching and listening, um, do do drop your suggestions in the comments below because we would love to know what you think about the Super League, the new Champions League format, even, and for any suggestions for episodes in the future, you can catch other episodes on our platforms, all audio platforms. and three video platforms if i'm not mistaken and thank you so much everyone for coming in hot into this debate thank you guys and i'll see you next time